Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. This headline podcast is presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Breaking news from The Athletic. This is Andy Bitter and Brendan Marks from The Athletic with college basketball news. North Carolina men's basketball coach Roy Williams announced his retirement today after 33 years on the job. Williams is 70, has spent his entire Hall of Fame career at two schools, North Carolina and Kansas. He has a 903 and 264 record over the years. Uh, this is one of the titans of the college coaching ranks here. Brendan Marks is here to join us and break it down. Brendan, tell me, how surprising was this? Because I feel like when a coach is 70 years old, you kind of hear rumblings every year. Was it any different this time around? Yeah, that's that's certainly the case, Andy. Um, you hear rumors with Roy Williams and Coach K and Jim Beheim every offseason. You know, when are they finally going to call it quits? And as you mentioned, you know, Roy is seventy years old now, and the past two seasons, um, last year was the worst worst season of his career, his first ever losing record. This year, the first time uh, one of his teams has ever lost in its opening round NCAA tournament game. So the past two seasons have been trying on him, um, and honestly, the the rumors were different this year. They, they certainly were. You heard them, I would say, more prevalently and from more people than you traditionally would in the past. And um, to the point where, you know, even last night, I, I was getting calls from people saying, hey, I'm hearing this. Hey, I'm hearing this. And um, it doesn't seem like something that would fit Roy Williams's character going out this way. But um, certainly there have been rumblings about this. And uh, now just the 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 it's still shocking to sort of process, but uh, certainly there have been rumors that this was in the works. Yeah, this is uh, it, it, this is a shift for the ACC here. I mean, we've had these coaching legends in the league for so long: Roy Williams, Coach K, Jim Beheim. That you know they're getting up there in age. We just kind of always assume that they are going to be uh, here. So this is is quite a shock. They put Roy Williams's career in perspective for me here. I mean, nine hundred and three wins. Uh, two national championships. Uh, three national uh, three championships. Nas- I'm sorry, three national championships. I'm shorting him a national championship. Three national championships here. Uh, that's quite a career. Uh, I mean, you put this up against any coach's resume out there. Absolutely. And not only does he have 903 wins, that's the third most of any men's coach in history. He got to that mark this year past Bobby Knight. Um, but on top of that, he did it in fewer seasons and fewer games 
than any other coach in history too. So it wasn't just the fact that he was around for 33 years and was doing this at such a high level throughout. It's the fact that he was doing it even at a higher level comparatively to some of the other Titans Mm -hmm. of the sport. And, you know, I think one thing that's going to be debated in the next couple of days is as people sort of process this and make sense of it is, you know, where, where does Roy Williams sort of slot on the all time greatness scale of, of head college basketball coaches in the men's game. And he never considered himself to be above his mentor, (coughs) Dean Smith. But when you look at the facts of everything, at this point, now that he's retiring, he has more wins than Dean Smith did. He has more national titles than Dean Smith did. He has sent, um, obviously he didn't send Michael Jordan to the pros as a head coach, but you know had a, had a role in recruiting Michael Jordan and coaching Michael Jordan when he was at North Carolina, has sent countless players to the NBA. And especially when you consider where the program was in 2003 when he took back over, following a short tenure by Bill Guthridge and obviously a couple of rocky years by Matt Doherty, Roy Williams saved North Carolina basketball. So on top of everything that he's done, and, and he belongs in the conversation for being in the Mount Rushmore of men's college coaches, um, he, he truly is looked at as sort of a saving figure for this program. Um, and it's going to be fascinating to see sort of who they, who they tap to replace him. Was this just going to be a, a difficult offseason? I mean, was this just like, a, I, I know you don't want to get into the mind of a coach like this, and like what prompted this decision. When you're 70, I feel like, you could retire at any time, but there are going to be so many transfers this year. Uh, it seemed like it was going to be kind of a project maybe to get North Carolina to where uh, the level that Tar Heels fans expected. Uh, does this play into his, his uh, decision to retire at this point, do you think? Certainly. And, and I would say beyond just the transfers, I think that, you, again, we're talking about a guy who's 70 years old and he's been doing things the same way for the last 33. And, you know, Roy Williams especially – He's such an old school guy. You know, he still prefers recruiting has been really hard on him this year because he doesn't like watching video of players. He likes going and flying out there. He's always said, if my choice is talking to a kid for 10 minutes on the phone or flying two hours, driving an hour each way and seeing him for 15 minutes in person, I'd prefer to do the latter. And so I think when you look at the direction that the sport is moving in general with the transfer portal, with name, image and likeness laws coming up, um, the fact that, you know, the, the way that his program has has looked the last couple of years and some of the struggles that he's endured you know um let's not forget the academic athletic scandal that is not very far in the rearview mirror you put all these things together and and you can sort of see why a guy who's 70 years old just doesn't want to put up with that anymore doesn't want to do that and um you know roy williams is absolutely entitled to do that but certainly i think you know his style and the way he has done things was certainly in contrast with the direction that college basketball at large was moving. Um, to what extent that influenced his decision, it's impossible to say without talking to him. Um, but certainly this is more than just him deciding out of the blue to, to call it out. What is next for North Carolina? Uh, the last time, well, obviously Roy was within the family when they hired him, but they also made an in-the-family hire prior to Roy with Matt Doherty that did not go so well. Uh, when UNC is going out there and looking for a replacement coach, does it have to stick to the Tar Heels family here or will it look outside? Yeah, so sources to me have sort of indicated that UNC would obviously prefer to keep things in the family. And, you know, that's the way it is at places like North Carolina and Duke. And we obviously just saw this play out at Indiana as well. Um, so that is that is my initial 
you know, sort of educated guess is that they would like to keep this in the family. A couple of names that I'm already hearing, um, Hubert Davis, who's an assistant right now, uh, obviously had a, a storied career as a player at North Carolina. I think he's going to be a candidate. Obviously that would be a more of a short term role, sort of like a Bill Guthridge bridge sort of guy. Um, and, and obviously sort of the hot young guy is Wes Miller, who has had so much success at UNC Greensboro played, uh, under Roy Williams is, is one of the hottest, you know, young coaches in the market. Um, and again, you know, this is someone who Roy, Williams has expressed so much reverence for so much respect for so um, I think that those are the first two guys that anybody should look to but again when you're talking about a place that has the resources the history the tradition etc etc of a North Carolina um, you don't have to limit yourself to being in the family if you don't want in theory UNC should be able to go and pluck just about any coach it wants from anywhere in the country yeah if you settle for somebody in the family I think you can get a situation like Matt Doherty uh, Roy happened to be in the family, but he was such an established and great coach at Kansas that it made sense when he stepped in and obviously had such tremendous success in, in turning North Carolina and get, getting that ship uh, in the, on the right path there. Uh, any outside the family uh, names that you've heard or that could be interesting that could get into the mix here? You know, I think I think the the pipe dream for UNC fans is Brad Stevens, obviously, who is with the Boston Celtics right now, and he had said that he wasn't interested in the Indiana job. Um, this one's different. You know, this is a different level. This is a different uh, style. This is a different caliber of resources. Different different caliber of recruiting. Um, that's going to be the pipe dream for UNC. A couple of years ago, I would have said Jay Wright. I know that he was high on the list. Um, for a long time, Sean Miller was very high on the list, but it's hard to see UNC going for that, especially given its recent academic athletic scandal and Miller's problems at Arizona. So, um, no, you know, it'll be fascinating to see who it is. But um, again, like I said, at a place like UNC that has the resources it does, the tradition it does, um, just about anyone that it wants, uh, you can add them to the wish list. It can't hurt to call. This is it happened so recently, so I, maybe you might not have an answer to this. But how quickly do you expect them to move on this? And is there uh, a time frame that you know, because of the recruiting calendar or whatever, that you would like to have a coach in place? Well, you obviously want it to be done as quickly as possible, and and part of that is done just because UNC still has guys who are making decisions. You know, UNC's had four of its six big men leave already, and uh, Armando Baycott and Garrison Brooks, in theory, could still come back, but. You know, you, you need to sort out this transfer portal stat. UNC only has two recruits coming in. Who knows if they honor their commitments now with the coaching change? Um, again, Roy Williams is having a press conference later today where he will announce many more details. We'll know a lot more then. That's around 4 p.m. Eastern. Um, but until then, yeah, it's, it, it's something you want to get done as quickly as possible. But obviously, you don't want to rush it either. Well, Brendan, this is news that has shaken the college basketball world this morning. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because I think it could have a ripple effect. Uh, on other programs if North Carolina hires a coach away and that gets another coach and another coach from somewhere else. So uh, this will be very interesting coverage to read. Everybody should go read Brendan's stuff uh, as he's writing on this breaking news situation. Thank you for joining our breaking news coverage. Go to the Athletics New Headlines section for much more on the story. To get access to all of the Athletics' great sports content, visit theathletic.com slash headline pod where you can join us for just $1 per month.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.